0: Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 55 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to build an income and expense report, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what to look for in a net worth statement, to see how close you are to complete financial choice. And last week we had Mark Silver, the founder of Heart of Business, helping Mm -hmm. thousands of business owners integrate spirituality, business nitty gritty, with an awareness of social justice. Today we have as our guest, Nancy Boyd. Nancy's an award-winning writer, coach, healer, and thought leader, author of four books, and creator of Soul-Based Operating Systems, for people who want more out of life. Nancy, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast.
1: Thank you, Renny, I'm so grateful to be here and to uh, meet your audience. My pleasure.
0: Well, let's get right to some questions. Tell me what you do and why you do it.
1: I teach new ways to function in a very chaotic world uh, so that what truly matters to us, gets all the attention that it deserves and that you need to have in your life.
0: Got it. Is there a particular charity that you support? And if so, what do they do?
1: I support several of them, but my favorite is one called the Joyful Heart Foundation. And that's the joyfulheartfoundation.org. Uh this foundation works to create a world free of sexual assault, domestic violence, and child abuse. And those are issues which unfortunately are still very prevalent in today's world. Yes, um, They support not only survivors, but also families and communities. Uh, and it's a, it's an organization that I support because we really need more strong and healthy men and women who are able to be out in the world and who stand as allies against the forms of abuse that have become all too prevalent, especially um, during this past few years where there's been a lot of chaos and turmoil, um, and it's not so easy for victims to get the kind of help that they need. So all the people we can find who are doing the work to support having a healthy world and have healthy relationships in the world. They deserve all the help they can get. And that's why I support them.
0: And bless you for doing that. Let's talk about your target market. Who would you say your work is focused toward?
1: Over the years, and I have worked with quite a variety of different kinds of people, and it's been a struggle from time to time to find what is the common thread that unites all these people. So the simplest way I can put it is men and women at any stage of their lives who want more out of life and are ready to move forward, who do the work, the inner work it takes to have a really beautiful life and have a meaningful and powerful life.
0: Uh, and I think one of the key words in that sentence is ready to move forward right. uh, because, you know, it's the expression, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make her or her drink. Um, in terms of growing your own business uh, and whether it's personal and uh, whether it's um, uh, financial or business oriented, what would you say would be your biggest
1: failure? The biggest failure that I had uh, came after I had a sudden health challenge. And in a way, it felt at the time like a failure because I was forced to give up the life that I had been living and the kind of work that I had been doing. And it made it so that I was never after going to be able to do that kind of work. And that felt like I had failed in some way. And that wasn't actually true. In fact, it opened up great new vistas for me and uh, enabled me to create a whole new career for myself that is much more satisfying, much more suited to me. And it would never have happened because I was just not going to take action. Uh, You know, unless something had intervened and divine providence actually did that for me. So in that sense, I could say that I failed. But any failure that I have had, I can always look at it and say, you know what? There is a hidden gold in this. There are hidden opportunities in it that as long as I stop fighting and saying, you know, what is the good thing about this? What new doors does this open for me that I would never have walked through? If I hadn't had that situation, if I hadn't had that problem, and I can always find something. And in fact, sometimes that's why the bad, the quote-unquote bad thing happened was so that I could move forward in life and take advantage of opportunities I would never have noticed, I was not paying attention to. So I, I, I think anyone, that, that, can, anyone can look at, at a problem in those ways as, um, what is this opportunity that's hiding from me? Where can I look to find a better answer?
0: And sometimes that doesn't show up until afterward. I'm thinking of the first time I went broke. I was probably in my thirties. I had an art gallery that went down the tubes, saddled Mm -hmm. with uh, credit card debt and no income. And I looked at it as, well, I was quite fearful of ever losing money because I didn't think I could rebuild it, but having lost it all, I found out I did have the strength, the skills, the intellect to not only rebuild it, but to rebuild it bigger than it was before. So it sounds like that's what you're talking about. When life gives you something like that, uh, as long as you're looking for what opportunities is it providing, you will find them, you will see them. So it sounds like that was one of your insights from this failure. Is that right?
1: It was one of the big insights. And also, um, something that you mentioned is also true that you can't just pivot immediately from one thing to another. When you have a a misfortune or uh, a challenge in your life, um, it really pays to take time to pay attention to how your feelings about it, your, your approaches to it and your habits of, of dealing, how do you normally deal with things in life? And maybe this is your signal that whatever was working for you in the past, maybe it's time to try something new maybe it's time to not always be the same way you've always been about it. And then like in your case where you had a situation where you felt um, doomed in a way, I mean, is that a good word to say? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, or crushed. Crushed. Right. Very similar. All of those things. Yeah. And listen, I have been there. I know so many people have that you can feel like it's the end of the world and there's times when, you, in retrospect, you can see that thing needed to end so that something new could be born. Yes. And we forget that. We forget that there are um, ways that change happens that aren't always comfortable for us, but that produce beautiful results. And part of, part of the answer about that is always to um, be, with, be present with everything that you're going through as you're going through it so that you can recognize something new and important that's going to come into your life which you can't if you're just have your eyes down and focused on how am i going to solve this terrible problem you're not going to see like there could be a whole parade of people (laughs) standing there maybe maybe even waiting to give you money that you aren't paying any attention to at all because you're so busy focused on how am i solving my own little problem right here so it's it's a, a process and it's a good one for most people, but not everybody knows how to do that. And that's a little a little piece of my work. It's one of the areas that I covered in the book that I wrote, one of the books that I wrote. Um, and more and more people are learning this. And the more, more that we know how to cope with things that feel like struggle in our lives in a healthier way, in a more whole, wholesome way, we're going to get through things really, really well and learn how to attract and invite into our experience people who are more qualified to help us and who are stronger and more healthy than we may be or have been in our past. And by that, I would be addressing people who have um, unfortunate experiences in their lives where they've sought unhealthy lifestyles, you know, whether it's addictions or, and you can have like, I don't know how many kinds of addictions are there. There's millions of them. You know, all the the recovery programs I looked up one time, (laughs) it's like, They're in the hundreds now. It's like, well, that's kind of shocking in one way. But it's also great because there are people who can help. So don't forget that, you know.
0: Exactly. And it's funny because as you were saying that, I was realizing, looking back at my first marriage, uh, when my wife came to me and said she wanted a divorce, I thought, oh, my gosh, how horrible. I can't let this happen. We were together 19 years already. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me. My life wouldn't be as beautiful and full, and I wouldn't have the tremendous partner that I have in my life for the last 23 years if Mm -hmm. my first wife hadn't said she wanted a divorce. Right. So uh, tell me about the typical feelings your prospects might experience before they come to you.
1: Well, a lot of times they're they're at the end of their rope already. (laughs) They've tried a lot of things and they haven't worked. So... They say, you know, what have I got to lose? I've got to try something different. So um, many times they just feel invisible and discouraged. Like uh, they're ready to give up and they feel like they're living lives of quiet desperation Mm. and um, not sure that there is any bright light because their tunnel looks pretty dark where they're standing. So one of the things that I do for them in those circumstances is, first of all, just to let them know they are not alone and that help is available, we, we don't always know. And I, I don't know for anybody else. I don't have their solution. But I absolutely know that the solution lies someplace within them. Their spirit, their soul knows what they're about and what they need. And together, I'm their ally to stand with them and say, you know what, we don't know the answer, but how about we find out?
0: Yeah, and, and it reminds me of something else that I say all the time which is wealth creation, it doesn't matter if wealth creation, personal relationships, business growth, it's a team sport, not a solo sport. Right. And too many people attempt to do this by themselves. And it's futile. It, 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 and if it's not futile, it's at least ineffective.
1: Ineffective. That's a very good word for it. And
0: yeah. so, well, let me ask you this. What are some of the common mistakes that you see the, your yeah. prospects or clients make?
1: Again, th- that's quite a range, and everybody—if you look at your own life—what <clears throat> would you point at and say? How many mistakes have I made? You oh, know, everybody <laughs> has. Everybody has a long list, you know. Oh yeah, couldn't well, count them all. <laughs> but you know, in, in general, it's—if I have to generalize—and for brevity, we will do this. Um, I think chasing shiny objects, like. Uh, when you're in pain, you're going to just reach for something. It's like the drowning man syndrome. Yeah. You're going to reach for anything that moves that can help, that you think is going to get you out of the water.
0: Anything that looks like it floats.
1: Uh, anything that looks like it floats, that's what your, you're going to reach for. And that's not always the best thing because there's a lot of poison in some of those shiny objects. And um, so we'll, we'll, that'll be one mistake. And uh, I would say also looking for a power, peace, and potential – in all the wrong places, um, like in the, in the 12-step programs, they say that people, places, and things are not your answer.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that it's, it starts inside you. You have to go inside first to find out your own truth, like what's true for you. Yeah. What's real? What's your truth and your reality? And make peace with that because you could be very judgmental about this and saying I'm terrible because all of these things happened to me and I'm a failure and I'm all these things. Well, so what? You're here. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and it's
0: it's having the willingness to look within.
1: Have the willingness to look within and start looking in some of the better places than you have been looking. Because guess what? That hasn't worked for you. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be yeah. calling me and say help. You know. So and I'm not going to be the one to tell you what you should do either. But I'm going to insist that you find out and you put some effort into finding out what's healthy for you and what's going to work for you. So, and this this will bring me to my third thing the third mistake that I see people make is not paying attention to their inner self. Mm-hmm. They'll listen to everybody else around them and they'll listen to the news. And they'll read articles and they'll read books and all kinds of things. But the one place they are initially reluctant to go is inside and listen to their own inner wisdom, which is really important because mm-hmm. uh, let me, I put it this way. Um, if you accept someone else's plan for you, you're going to be living their life. You're not going to be living your life. Yep. And, you know, and anybody I mean, will be more than happy to tell you what you should be doing. And then you'll go off and do that. And that's not your life. Yeah. That's somebody it, else's idea of what your life should be.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the ways that, that I'm relating to this is the idea of using intuition, using your gut to determine what's a fit. And I know I've been practicing that for years now, you know, copying on what seemed to be natural for most women, you know, if, if they think someone isn't healthy for them, uh, that intuition is correct, far more correct than any intellect will convince mm-hmm. them otherwise. Yes. And so, yeah, listening to your self, your higher, wiser self, that that is always going to be a much better uh, answer to the question. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you have an example of a case study of someone who you know, was kind of like fighting with this stuff and what the result would be?
1: Mm, I'm trying to think of a particular case study and I, I, I didn't have a special one that comes to mind automatically. I can think over the years, there've been so many people, um, mostly, well, I'll give one example. I was okay. working with a, a, a person who's a, um, an image consultant, basically. And she does, she's a stylist. She mm-hmm. does, people's colors and their makeup and so forth so they can present themselves, uh, you you know, in a, however they want to appear to the world, you know, in in a really beautiful way. And um, she had, that particular client had issues with um, a little bit about self-esteem, but also she was one who would look outside herself for answers, Mm -hmm. for someone else to tell her what to do and that kind of thing. And so she was always very frustrated with me because that's not how I work. I don't tell (laughs) people what to do. So. Um, at one point, she came with this particular complaint about, um, she was annoyed because this one woman kept calling her up all the time and asking her advice and, and asking her to lunch and so forth. Like She assumed that it was on a social basis. I said, just stop for a minute and look at this. How often have you been trying to attract new clients? You've got the same old clients you've had for a real long time. And you've been telling me that you need to do something to get new clients. This woman happened to be a center of influence in this nearby community. And yet she only felt annoyance when the person kept contacting her, thinking that she was uh, just like almost a stalker, you know. Mm-hmm. Said, That's not what's going on all here. What if this woman is going to open a door and lead you to all the cl- new clients that you could ever want? So... What have you got to lose by following up on that? And mm-hmm. that made a huge shift for her to be able to look at it from a different perspective because she was so stuck in that this person is annoying me. Maybe she didn't see, see really that that was a real was loud deep. knock on her door. Like, I want to be your client. Will oh. you please help me? And she did, She was missing that. She didn't get it at all. Oh, funny. It was, was very funny. It's just those yes. kind of simple things, you know, that in one way, they're they're kind of simple, but they could be totally profound. It could be life-changing for yeah. her, for yeah, she her that was, could change her whole business.
0: Yeah. She was thinking that she was being taken advantage of by this person. Right. And right. in reality, this person was crying out for help saying, please, I want to hire you. That's what it exactly. sounds
1: like. I want to hire you, but she would missed it. So yep. those kinds of things are, are what I'm talking about, that a change of perspective and having someone objective look at your situation and even... Pose different kinds of questions than you have been asking yourself.
0: Yeah, uh, that, you that know, show you a different you,
1: way to think about it.
0: It gets back to team support, not a solo sport. Is there a valuable free resource that you mm. can direct people to that'll further help them solve this issue if, the, if
1: they see that for themselves? Yeah, we we'll get them on the road. Sure. Um, I have a book that's forthcoming called "Healing the Wanting: Making the Shift from Grasping to Gratitude," because. Mm you know when we're in trouble that's the first thing we want to we grab something yes. grab onto something that our life jacket we're looking for that shiny object or something that's going to help us and um i've been putting down into print the the kinds of solutions that are going to work better for you so i have an a uh, preface and an excerpt from my my forthcoming book healing the wanting that I'd be honored for people to read and share with one another that gives you some practical tools and some different ways to think about things and in it we're good we cover stuff about uh loss and lack and scarcity and what to do in times of extreme chaos and stress because a lot of us have been through that these past couple of years. It's not been easy for many people um, so. Well, that's I'll one is- thing that, that I think could be of, of value to them, and I certainly hope it is. So I'm great. Well, I'll, on I'll be sure to put the uh, link to that excerpt in
0: the uh, show notes so people great. have access to it. And is there a question that I should have asked you that would give some great value to my listeners?
1: One of the things that uh, I do get asked frequently, and uh, I think that there's a lot of questions that I could say, but these days I think that one of the best ones would be what's the fastest and best way to stay centered when things are are totally chaotic around you. Mm -hmm. um, That happens a lot for everyone for a lot of different kinds of reasons. Like your life may not be in chaos, but the community around you could be, Mm -hmm. or situations can arise that are very, that take you off center. So, my answer to that would be that realize that your thoughts are making you feel chaotic. Mm. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, there's the situation, and then you're, then there's your thoughts and your feelings about what's going on. So one of the best things that you can do to stay centered and stay grounded, no matter what's going on, and this is good good advice at any time. I think that you can change your thoughts by simply thinking about what would you rather have instead of this. Mm. Mm -hmm. And replace that thought, whatever thoughts you've got going on with something that you choose, you replace them with a better, stronger thought. And that is connected to an outcome that you would prefer, a situation that you would love to be living. Like, what would I just love to have happen here? And go for it, you know, go thinking about it, engage with that energy, because that's going to change things. That's going to change things big time for you. And you just try it. See what happens.
0: That makes so much sense uh, if you can get out of the feelings and into what would I rather have. Well, Nancy, thank you for being on the Wealth on Any Income show.
1: It's my pleasure. It's my honor to be here, Rennie. Thank you so much. You're
0: welcome. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform and please rate review and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and Mm -hmm. what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. Again, that's wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Next week, we're going to have as our guest, Barry Shore, who after a paralyzing illness, talks about living life with joy. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now.